What's going on everybody? Welcome back to Frantic Thoughts, the most unexceptional gaming and geek culture podcast on the web. Each and every week, we take a look at what just happened in the week that has passed by. And I take a few new news topics that interest me, I tell you how I've been, what I've been up to, and then we get into a topic where we focus on one topic, have a small discussion about it, and then we do some community comments, and then we're off to the races and do it again the next week. So, like every episode, let's start off with what's happening? What have I been doing this past week? Honestly, it has been a pretty interesting week because October 27th happened. The game day. The biggest game day of the year. When I say that, it's the biggest release date of the year for games. So we had three major titles that came out. And I would, I would probably say two major titles for me. Alright, so what we had was Super Mario Odyssey, Wolfenstein, The New Colossus, and Assassin's Creed Origins. They all three came out last Friday. Um, I waited, I had them all pre-ordered, but I was kind of waiting on reviews for Assassin's Creed because with Best Buy, if you do the pre-order... You get the $10 reward. So I was like, hey, if I'm going to get this game, I want to make sure that I have that $10 reward. I saw the reviews, and a lot of people said, hey, it's just another Assassin's Creed. Cool setting. Blah, blah, blah. And then I said to myself, well, that's still $50 right there that I'm putting towards a game that I probably won't get to for a long time. So I went ahead and canceled my pre-order for Assassin's Creed Origins. But I did pick up Super Mario Odyssey. And Wolfenstein. I have not played Wolfenstein yet. It's installed on my PS4 at the moment. I just, I just been enthralled with Super Mario Odyssey, man. This game is incredible. The thing, the thing that's most impressive, I think, about this insane game, uh, this Mario game, this brand new 3D platforming explore exploration game, like you know, in the style of Super Mario 64 and Galaxy. And Sunshine is it's probably the most unique game I've ever played. It has so many varied levels. Every level is a little more unique and it has its own style and personality. And the new capture mechanic is really well used. I've probably played the first, I think it's the first six worlds, five worlds. But I have about almost 90 moons. So that sounds crazy. The thing about the collectibles, so if you think about Super Mario 64, right, you do a challenge and then you get your star and then you jump out of the world and you do another, go back in, do another different challenge, you get your red coins, whatever. In Super Mario Odyssey, they do something different. It's pretty much, it's kind of like a collect-a-thon for the moons, but the moons don't feel like they're oh, just meaningless thing to collect. They're just in really unique places and really fun places. You see one in the distance. It's kind of like that. I would say it's kind of like that Breath of the Lo- Breath of the Wild feel. You see uh, a shrine in distance. You can see that little blue dot, right? Breath of the Wild. You think, oh man, I wonder what's over there. I wonder, wonder how you get to that. Similar idea when it comes to these moons. You see a moon floating above this pillar, right? You think, man, how can I get there? And then you notice, oh, 
I can capture this creature and use their ability to climb this you know tower and get up to the moon and it does that little cool platforming thing you can do it or you see it could be even as simple as oh there's a little shiny spot on the ground I ground pound that spot and get a moon but the thing is it they always feel really fun discovering where they're at and doing the platforming challenges it's just really fun um, it's pretty much what I wanted in this game I saw the previews for it I'm like this looks insane how is this gonna work it works um, I haven't I know there's a really cool ending everybody's like oh the ending's so good wait till you get the end into the <laughs> wait till you see the ending it's so good it's, it's amazing there's so many cool moments da -da 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 -da. I'm like do not spoil it for me if someone spoils this game for me I will be pissed but yeah I, I don't want to spoil anything for y'all but I do have a great time playing Mario and I'm I'm 10 hours in and I barely feel like I'm scratching the surface every world has so many little nooks and crannies and so much you know secret things to find that I literally the first time I played it right the first day I played it for like an hour and within the first hour I was saying holy shit like I said it at least three or four times I was just smiling the entire time every time I play this game every time I pop it on in handheld mode or on my TV I just smile it's just a, it just pushes a smile out of me every time I play and I love it so I'm looking forward to playing some more Mario um, it's probably it's already probably I'm on my game of the year list I don't know if it's number one or anything it's it's near the top and I've only put like I, I like I said maybe 10 hours at the most into this thing and it's just it's just a it's just a joy man it's it's so good it's so fun it just I wouldn't say it's particularly challenging challenging either there's a couple of challenging spots but it's not like super hard but it's not like it's boring you know they keep it interesting there's always something new to discover there's always something cool to see in these worlds these giant actually they're not even that giant sometimes they can be kind of small even in the bigger worlds there's always like little nooks and I already said nooks and crannies but little tiny little secrets and Easter eggs you can find and it has so much reverence for Mario's past all the outfits are references to old Mario's and like old you know box art for Mario paint and stuff like that oh that's a little bit of a spoiler sorry about that but and the amiibo support's pretty cool. Uh, I bought the three wedding amiibos. I told myself I wasn't going to buy them. So honestly, let me just tell you my story on this game, uh, picking it up. I went to Best Buy the Thursday night before it released because I had been told twice on the phone that my Best Buy was having an 11 p.m. release because uh, that's it's 9 p 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12, p 12 a.m., you know, Eastern Standard, so 11 o'clock my time. So they said they were going to do an 11 o'clock release, right? I called the first time. Called them back the second time. So I just got off the phone with somebody, and they said they're going to do an 11 o'clock release. They're like, oh, yeah, definitely. And I was like, is this the blank blank? And I listed the name of the Best Buy, where it was located, what uh, highway it was off, and everything. They're like, yeah, yeah, totally, that's us. 11 o'clock Thursday, we're going to have midnight release. We'll have posters, we'll have everything. I'm like, awesome. Super stoked. Of course, I drive up there. Thursday, 10.50, dead. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe they just haven't opened the store yet. Waited till like 11.05, nothing. 
So pretty much we went up there for no reason on Thursday and I missed out on sleep because, you know, I get up early. I go to work real early in the morning for nothing. Uh, I was honestly going to get my Mario game, pop it in and play for like 30 minutes before bed or something, you know. It's like, you know, I have to play this. So I was a little frustrated, but it was fine. I got off of work, went straight there and picked it up. It was a blast, you know. I didn't want to drag it out. I could have went to customer service and everything. I was really frustrated that night, but I got over it. So it's all good. Uh, honestly, uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> uh, another thing that we did this weekend, we went to an anime convention called OniCon, and uh, Sierra dressed up as May. Uh, I We went looking for costumes for me, and... I was like, man, maybe I should be Dustin from, you know, Stranger Things since I have the crazy curly hair right now. I could just wear his hat. I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Ended up not really getting a costume. It just didn't work out that night. And it was kind of like the last night I could look. So I was like, oh, well, you know, there's always next year. I, I, I wasn't really like dying to spend, you know, 40, 50 bucks on something, you know, that I'll wear one time probably, you know. So uh, probably next year I'll I'll. I'll put something better together but for now i was okay with not wearing a costume we went to but we did go to the convention it was it was okay it was like a mostly vendor focused and it was all anime stuff of course so for me there were some cool things i saw a lot of really cool cosplay and uh they had an arcade room that was pretty cool but generally it was kind of you know a not the best uh convention i ever went to i had a good time though it was a lot of fun so that's what I've been up to. I started rambling a little bit there. See, these always take a little longer than I want to. I want what's happening to last like five minutes, but I always ramble too much. So this week, I'm sorry if you hear my cat. She's going crazy in the background. Again, like I said, that's the curse. She always has to be loud when I'm doing this. Like you never hear until I do a recording. <laughs> so. We're gonna jump into the next section, which is the news of interest. Da, 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 da. Interest, news of interest. So this week we have a lot, a lot, a bucket full of news, and the last news topic is gonna to do go into the topic of the week, and that's the one I'm gonna go the most in depth on. Just an FYI. So we're gonna start off with the first news of the week is. Nintendo had a Nintendo Direct for the Animal Crossing mobile game. For me, I have never played an Animal Crossing game. So I was like, okay, I watched the I watched the Direct. I, I was kind of interested. Um, I see microtransactions and I, I get a little hesitant always, but it looks fun. It looks like a really nice little time waster game. Um, let's see. The... The pre-registration is already available, but let's see what it is. It's called Pocket Camp, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Players manage their own campsite. They can personalize and build up both their character and their campsite, which they decorate with a variety of buildings and furniture. Furniture can be crafted through collectibles. This system works by visiting nearby recreation sites, doing favors for the animal inhabitants, and collecting rewards. After that, players head over to an alpaca blacksmith named Cyrus with their new crafting materials to create furniture. Different animals have different furniture preferences. Man, this is very detailed. It actually seems pretty fun. So it's kind of like uh, Animal Crossing where you build your house, 
but it's a campsite and you can customize your little RV and your character and uh, build up your like little stuff around it and there are microtransactions uh, let's see it says players can go seek out materials on their own by visiting beaches and islands the free-to-play game also has microtransactions like I just said leaf tickets can be traded for materials or speed up the time it takes to build an am amenity and players can either earn them in-game or buy them with real money from the shop so which is it it's fine right this is actually fine for a mobile game for me in my opinion I was thinking about it earlier when I first heard about this so when you build different parts of your little campsite there might be a timer one might say an hour, one might be 10 hours, but the thing about a mobile game is you play for a little bit and then you stop. But for people who are obsessive about it, they will probably pay for it. For, for how I would play this game is I'm sitting, I don't know, in a waiting room or hey, I just, I'm, I'm on the pot, whatever. You know, pop out my phone, I'm gonna mess around with my camp. You know, oh, I'm gonna build uh, this brand new campfire you know whatever it is and it has a 10 hour timer okay cool I'll just you know lock my phone I'll play some more later so I feel like it for a little short burst it will work out and it it looks like it could be fun uh, like I said I've never played Animal Crossing so this might be my first one if you guys recommend me playing New Leaf I actually own it on 3DS I have never actually played it so if there's an Animal Crossing game you guys think I should play let me know because I've never tried one they've always looked interesting but I have never spent the time with it. I love Minecraft, so maybe I would like this. I don't know. But check out the trailer for that. Check out the Direct. I, I found it pretty fascinating that uh, Nintendo, Nintendo keeps on putting out mobile games that seem to be pretty good. I've played Mario Run. I played the first few levels. I thought it was decent. It wasn't for me, but I could see the appeal for that one. And the Fire Emblem game... It's not my speed, but I know a lot of people actually like to play that and it seemed like it was a lot of fun so next up We have This is an interesting story to me. So if you guys don't know the studio the studio is called housemark They've made super stardust HD uh, Next machina uh, Is there more new game Rezo gun dead nation Alien Nation, they basically make these games that are arcade style, right? They're twin stick shooters. A lot of times they're twin stick shooters. And then, uh, of course, Resogun's more of, of a Defender clone. Um, this These guys, oh, they put out a letter to the fans, right? And it was called, the title of it is called Arcade is Dead. Okay, and this was actually released today. I heard about it today. Um... He says, it's, I'm going to read a couple of snippets from it. It's the uh, subtitle for the article is, End of an Era, Long Live Arcade, but and Now for Something Completely Different. So, what the article is, if to sum up the little letter to the fans, is even though that these games are critically acclaimed, and that they've won plenty of awards, and that a lot of people like them, they don't sell in significant numbers. And then here's the quote I can read from here. It says, while some of them have reached a massive audience due to free game offerings across various digital sales channels, 
This unfortunately doesn't help pay for development, which gets cost costly for high production quality. We are extremely grateful to our fans and our partners who have enabled us to work on awesome games like Super Stardust HD and Outland. I forgot they did that. That's a pretty cool game too. For your unfailing love and support, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. But now it's time to move on to a new genre. Lackluster sales of Nex Machina have led us to thinking... Next Machina is uh, going to be unlimited run games in November. Just so you know, that game it looks really incredible. I haven't played it myself. This is actually that's actually a really good. It kind of ties in with the story. I haven't played the game. Hey, it looks really cool, but I haven't bought it. <laughs> anyway, let's keep going. Lackluster sales of Next Machina has led us to thinking, to the thinking that it's time to bring our long-standing commitment to the arcade genre to an end. While this genre will always hold a special place in our hearts, the industry is moving f- more forward more toward multiplayer experience with strong robust communities and it's time for housemark to move forward with the industry hence next machina and matterfall will be the last of their kind coming from our studio our purpose as a company remains the same however to create enjoyable and memorable gaming experiences for players while simultaneously creating a workspace that allows people to flourish both personally and professionally so they're done with this style of game what do you guys think about that these they've always triumphed you know that they are all about gameplay they're all about the arcade feel they're all about that style of game and it just isn't selling so they have to take a different turn and try something new for their studio i thought that was fascinating and it's kind of sad too because those games are always fun i love super stardust hd it's a fantastic game uh, Resogun is incredibly fun. It's really, it's beautiful too. It's really fun to play. I think it's like I said, it's a little bit, of, a little sad, but it's really cool to see what they're gonna do next. I'm excited to see what their spin on this multiplayer is that they're talking about, or if they decide to do something maybe even story based. Who knows? But they do gameplay right, so I'm looking forward to the future of Housemark. I just thought that was such a nice in frank thing to say to their fans it's really cool when developers communicate that straight forwardly to their fans and it doesn't happen that often like if you think about what happened with visceral they're like they have the press release and you're like okay so you're reading into it like eh, they're not really saying what the issue is why did they cancel this game really you know um but when they when they have a developer like this where they release the statement and it's just frank straight to the point i love that so that's it for that story i just thought it was interesting so there is something happening on november 18th called minecon earth so if you don't know what minecon is it's the convention that minecraft put uh the minecraft developers have been putting on for multiple years i think since 2014 or something like that where they have this giant convention and it holds like 10 to 20,000 people. And then they announce some new stuff for the game. And then they have panels about map making and the community, blah, blah, blah. This year, they're doing something different. It's called Minecon Earth, where they're going to stream everything. And they're just going to have a press conference, uh, like a video conference type thing. It's all just going to be live streamed. They're not having an actual convention. This is more like a, you know, Nintendo Direct type event, which I find that's fine. That's cool. It gets... gets to everybody no one feels left out um the thing i wanted to talk about 
that they're doing, which I find kind of cool, is there's this YouTube video they posted today, and it's vote, vote a new my a new mob into Minecraft. So they have these four sketches, and they have the main developer Jens Bergenstein, I think that's his name, uh, pointing at him, and he's like, "We're gonna vote on these. One of them is gonna stay in the game. The other three, no." So what he's gonna do is he's gonna he's gonna describe what each mob does, and they're gonna vote it into the game. I thought that was pretty cool. Small little news story there. Like I said, there's plenty of news this week. So this one, this next news story, I, I think is pretty awesome, right? This actually sounds like something I might do, all right? So GameStop, right? They are offering a used video game rentals with something called the Power Pass Program. Say that 10 times fast, Power Pass Program, Power Pass, okay, I'll, I won't do it for real. But um, <laughs> on November 19th, there is a new all-you-can-try service for the price of a new title. So this is how it's gonna work, right? The program will run you $60 for six months, so that's $10 a month, but you have to pay it in six months installments. So you can go to your local GameStop to get a different game at any time, but you can only have one game out at a time. You'll need to be a free or paid member of Power Ups Reward, which is easy, easy. you just sign up for it. And it's a kind of a new way for them to monetize these games. So what what somebody could do, like me, earlier in the podcast, I said that I didn't want to get Assassin's Creed Origins, right? So what I can do with this Power Pass, I can go to GameStop, say, okay, $60, here you go. Or I can even do $120, $120, that's the price of two games. That's a whole entire year. I can go in there and play any game and then bring it back and get another game. I mean, the twist is they're used games. And you don't get to keep them, of course. It's just kind of like a rental service. I I think it's a in and I can't talk. It's a nice money saving thing for people who buy way too many video games, like me. And I know Redbox is cheap too, and it's a dollar a night. But it's a nice little competition. And then there's a freaking gnat in my face, freaking amp energy gnat in my face. Okay, I I know I know most people won't get that reference anyway. Uh. I think it's pretty cool. I might try it out myself. I want to see what a lot of people will say about it. But for me, I think it's cool because there are games that I'm just like, okay, it's eight hour game. I'm going to play through it and then I might not ever play it again. But I could see myself going in there, getting this used game, right? Let's say Uncharted 7. I don't know. Whatever. Uncharted 5, if it ever came out. You know what it would be called? Oh, let's just use Assassin's Creed as the example. Assassin's Creed Origins. I take the game out. I have it for a couple weeks and I play, you know, 50 hours plus into it. I beat it. I'm done with it. I take it back. I'm probably never going to play Assassin's Creed Origins ever again. So then I can grab another game I've been interested. Oh, Need for Speed. Whatever that new one's called. That new Need for Speed game. Okay. All right. I do about 100 races in that thing. Okay. I'm done. I'll go home, go back in, grab another game, do it again. It's great. That's that's awesome to me. Uh, I like the idea. And I want to see what other uh, competitors do to combat this or if anybody does anything or if this is just the only service that's going to – our only company that does this because I do miss the rental services. And then this kind of feels a little bit like a Blockbuster or something. When they used to have the Blockbuster uh, – it was like, what was it? Like $8 for seven days rental? Something like that? I, I don't remember, but I loved 
you know, movie rentals. Hollywood Video, get with Game Crazy in there. And then we have Blockbuster. Oh, it's amazing. I get nostalgic just thinking about it. But yeah, this this seems pretty cool and very, 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 very promising for people on a budget like me. <laughs> and I spend way too many I wait. I spend way too much money on video games. That's just how it goes. So, uh, just a really short news story. We got Owl Boy. Have you Owl Boy? Owl Boy. I don't know if I've ever said that name out loud. Owl Boy. O W L Boy. <laughs> it's coming to Switch, PlayStation Four, and Xbox One on February thirteenth. Uh, I just wanted to let everybody know. Uh, I've been looking forward to playing this game. I didn't really want to buy it on PC. Uh, it came out last year. I think it came out this day last year, so it's a year-old game. But it took them nine years to make this, and it was a group of two people. And it has some of the most beautiful artwork you're, you'll ever see in a game. It's also getting a physical version, and that's cool, too, for people who are into that and need to have that physical copy. And I probably, if they come out with the Switch physical version, I will buy that, play it with my Pro Controller, be happy camper. <laughs> It looks really good, and uh, it's I think it's a more of a Metroidvania-style game, so check out a trailer for Owlboy. I think it's going to be really, really great on consoles. So there's this article I read on Kotaku, and it kind of ties into a topic I recently had a couple weeks ago about EA shutting down Visceral Studios. I'm still not to the topic of the week. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is a heavy news week. I've said it like eight times, but pretty much it's it's a really, really, really in-depth article. And you owe it to yourself to go read it. It's on Kotaku. It's by Jason Schreier. He, him and Patrick Klepik are probably some of the only people doing like real hard-hitting games journalism. And this is such a good article read it i mean read it read it read it i just want to let people know that um it's about how hard it is to get a game made and that the game that when they canceled uh when they shut down visceral it wasn't because the, oh we're gonna make this game into a multiplayer game it's that the game was not coming together and that the uh, head of the studio was clashing with the developers she was trying to take on too much um they had uh Somebody, the people that were help helped make the um, single player for Battlefront Two, they were initially supposed to help Visceral Studios out, but the people were pushed to Battlefront Two to make the uh, single player campaign for that because of the backlash on Battlefront One. So a lot of the reasons why this game never came to fruition was because of them taking away the help from visceral and putting it on battlefront 2 also it, it it talks a lot about just the the series um i heard a little bit about yeah see it does everything it goes all the way back to 2013 they talk about dead space and how they had this idea for this pirate game but then they had to shift their focus to battlefront uh, battlefield uh hardline battlefield hardline do the storyline for that um it just it's just so in-depth. Just go read the article. Uh, it's Kotaku. It's called The Collapse of Visceral's Ambitious Star Wars Game. Read the article. And how wrong I was when I said that, oh, this is the end of single-player games. I, I was trying to po post out my thoughts that 
what if it was? I wasn't saying it actually was the end of single-player games. I mean, come on. There was Mario, Wolfenstein, Assassin's Creed, Far Cry is coming out. We have all these games that are single-player. People still play and people still love them. So they're not going anywhere. It's just it was just a really bad PR um, PR speak whenever the studio got closed. Probably to appease shareholders, whatever. But yeah. It's just a great article. I don't want to go too much into it. Just go read it if you have about 20 minutes to sit down and read a really, really interesting article. And it just sheds a light on how difficult it really is in the AAA space to make video games. So that was an awesome article. I, I loved it. So we're going to jump into the topic of the week, finally. <laughs> uh we're 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 gonna run a little late on this one i i always tell myself hey it's gonna be a 20 minute episode it won't take that long anyway we had the playstation paris games week conference i actually like this one uh it was about two hours altogether they had a pre-show and then they went into this thing they they hyped this thing up way too much though so a couple about a week ago i would say they kept they kept saying this is e3 2 2017 e3 number two this is e3's part two blah 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 they kept hyping it up like that i wouldn't say it was really e3 2 but there are some really good announcements and there were some really cool trailers so let's get into the announcements i'm going to go through the announcements that i thought were the coolest that I thought are worth are, are worth mentioning. I won't talk about everything. There was a lot of VR fluff in there that I don't really care about, so I'm gonna kind of skip over some of those things. But let's start with the pre-show. We have Guacamelee 2. Awesome! I'm super stoked. Guacamelee 1 is it was a little short. It's like not a very long game, but it's really really fun. Seeing a sequel, I'm ready. Let's do it. We have Hong Kong Massacre. Looks like Hotline Miami. Looking pretty cool. We got, let's see, I'm gonna skip over some of these. There was one that I really, really liked the look of. Here it is. Okay, there are there was some VR stuff here. The one that I thought was cool is by the Pixel Junk guys. I think they're Q games. It's called Dead Hungry. And you're cooking for zombies. So it's a cooking kind of like a cooking mama type game but you're cooking for zombies to get them to go away it looks so silly and fun i don't know i don't have vr so it's hard for me to be like yes i'm excited for any game but if i had vr i would be playing that one it looked looked really insane <laughs> uh they talked about final fantasy 15 dlc eh. i wasn't a huge final fantasy 15 guy sorry guys i know a lot of people liked it but eh. but the game that looked really cool from the there's like two no actually three games here that i actually are am interested to try i'm interested in trying uh they got invector it's by uh the dj Ivici, and uh, it's kind of like a amplitude amplitude frequency type of game it's like a lane based rhythm game that's what i would say and it looked really cool and really fun i love amplitude and frequency i played them so much i actually never played the newest amplitude and i kind of regret that that i should remedy remedy that and it kind of reminded me a little bit of thumper too which i have fond memories of playing on my pc it's fun um there's a game with a really terrible title called 
Ure. O-U-R-E. Ure. That's a bad name, guys. Think of something else. I guess there's game titles are hard to come by nowadays because that is just awful. Uh, it kind of looks like Sky Journey. That's all I'm going to say. It looks it looks beautiful. Had great music. It looks atmospheric. Um, it does have PS, PS Plus free game written all over it. I'm probably going to skip it because it will eventually be free, I'm thinking. But it looks really cool. And if you're into that type of thing and you just got to have one of those and you just got to experience one of those right now, it's out right now. That was announced and put out basically at the same time. And they also announced in the pre-show, this is the last thing they announced in the pre-show, pre-show, really, pre-show, was uh, Spelunky 2. Uh, I really like Spelunky, okay? This is my problem with roguelikes, right? Is I get into the mechanics of them. So... Let's name a few. Binding of Isaac, uh, Spelunky 1, uh, Rogue Legacy, uh, there's one on the top of my tongue, uh, Enter the Gungeon. Uh, these games are fun, right? They're a lot of fun to play. They they have really great gameplay. A lot of times really challenging and brutal gameplay. But it's just frustrating to play because it just feels like, oh, you know one game? Oh, sorry. I need to finish a thought before I have a new thought. <laughs> But they are frustrating to play because you get really good at the mechanics of the game. And then you just die. And it, a lot of times it feels kind of BS. Like you just get killed and you've been playing 45, 50 minutes. And then you got to start over. And then you do it again. And then you're like, oh, I got further this time. I got three hours in and then I die and then I have to start over again. I don't know. It, they can be fun. But I just I feel like I play for like five the longest one I've ever played was Binding of Isaac, and I've actually never beat Binding of Isaac because I've played it on every platform I've pretty much owned. I played it on PC, I played it on uh, Switch, and I played it on PS4. So no, and I played it on PS3 also. I think it was on PS3. I could be wrong about that, but I definitely played a lot of the original Binding of Isaac. That was kind of like in a four by three. Uh, it was in four by three, not sixteen by nine, and. When they went to Rebirth, I played a lot of that too. I I like that game a lot. I've never beat it. I probably put 10 hours into it. And it's a little frustrating because I've never seen the end game to that game. So, And it's just too random. So another game that really bothered me that I really had a great time playing. And I wish that it was just... I know it sounds bad, but I wish it kind of was like a linear game. I wish it had handcrafted levels you know like mario odyssey has those handcrafted le levels and if the game if the levels were just randomized i would not have as much fun with it because it's computer making you know whatever they think is good into a stage so it's just eh. so seeing spelunky 2 i think okay i will probably buy it and i'll probably play it for a while and then i'll get annoyed by it or bored of it because i have to play the same first similar style levels about 100 times because i die early on from something i haven't seen yet or some kind of random thing that i can't control or i don't get the right power up and then i'll just stop playing and that makes me sad because those games are so freaking good anyway let's get into the meat of the press conference there were a, a few really really cool announcements in this one I think my favorite announcement was the first thing that came on the screen. And it's Ghost of Tsushima. Really, I, I had it in my head. I know how to say it. I promise. It's Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima. I'm just not used to saying it. Um, pretty much it was a samurai. Beautiful graphics. 
really nice dialogue and made you really it made me really want to know what these characters are all about it, it's so dramatic super realistic visuals and then it cuts out to black and then you see the sucker punch logo and i i was cheering in my chair i was like yes yes sucker punch finally because we haven't known what they've been doing for like the last three or four years and i love the infamous games and then they come from sly cooper which are excellent games in themselves and i just been like oh they're gonna make a new infamous game what are they gonna do and they all they're really really good at making really fun combat scenarios really fun combat and I'm just looking forward to this. And it's going to be an open world game set in feudal Japan. That just sounds incredibly unique. No one's doing that. So have a studio with this pedigree making a game of this quality. And the graphics for uh, Infamous Second Son, if you if you go back and look at them, and if you remember the, the, the tech for the facial animation and just how beautiful the lighting was and how great the graphics look, it was a showpiece for PS4 when it first came out. And I can't see what I can't wait to see what they're doing now that they understand how the little ticks and little flaws of the PlayStation, what they can get out of the power, you know. Because the longer the developers spend with the tech, the more they can get out of it. So I'm looking forward to what that game actually is. I, I know it's probably not a 2018 game at all. It's probably 2019, but that trailer was just beautiful. I'm so 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 stoked for that. Hey. If it was 2018 holiday, I'm not going to complain either. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of indie games here. We got Concrete Genie. And it's kind of like, uh, this game was kind of hard to pinpoint what it was. It's kind of like a graffiti. Like, which He has like this magic paintbrush and he can paint on these walls and make creatures and different things to get through. I don't know, I guess puzzles and platforming sections. It looked really, really, really nice and really unique and interesting. And the art style was... I guess it's kind of like a painterly looking, kind of like a claymation for the characters, and then the art on the walls, kind of like painterly, kind of neon looking. It looked really, really, really nice. Um, I'm gonna check it out for sure when it comes out. That's the 20. Most of these are 2018 games. Uh, they had some. They had a VR sizzle reel next. Nothing too crazy. But then they showed a trailer for another VR game that, if I had VR, this would be my number one game I would want to try. It's called Blood and Truth. It reminded me of Kingsman, or like, like the re the reason it reminded me of Kingsman, it had like this really awesome, uh, like English rap track on it as he was just going through murdering people. <laughs> it it's a really cool trailer. Check that trailer out for sure. I would suggest looking up most of these trailers just to see what type of games are coming out. Um, but it looked fun. It looked like a James Bond. I'm I'm going in. I'm kicking ass. N and I'm not questioning anything. I'm blowing stuff up. I'm being a badass simulator, whatever. But you're in the VR and you have both your hands with the moves, uh, move wands, and you can, you know, move in the world. And it looked really, really fun. Next up, a game that I there there was like a lot of things like this is all exclusive for PlayStation Four. It's like Call of Duty, Monster Hunter World is uh, having a beta though on December 9th which I've, I'm interested. I've never played a Monster Hunter game either, and this one looks like it might be right up my alley. It looks a lot of fun, okay? Uh, like I said, they have Call of Duty, and then they had something 
that I was like, dude, this looks so cool. It looks awesome. Uh, the it's Codemasters, right? Uh, they they do racing games, and then they have some of the v- developers from the Motorstorm games from PS3, which are really really fun. They're great. Um, making this game, it, it's kind of like it looks like kind of Hot Wheel cars or something. It's very colorful, really fast paced, really fun looking racing game. Uh, I say dirt bikes in the trailer, ATVs, these giant trucks with you know suspended up and it, it has this over-the-top fun arcade racing feel and that's my style i love those type of games it's called the the only thing that sucks is the name sucks for this game it's called on rush bad name again come on guys we have lots of words in the english language let's think of something else come on we could do rush on or rushing or the rush i don't know I just don't like the name. I guess it's hard to trademark something that's catchy and very SEO friendly. But, eh, not a huge fan of that. <laughs> uh, let's see. We had Spider-Man trailer showed some uh, exposition. For some reason, I was it was felt a little off with the character models in the cutscenes. They looked a little not this gen. Maybe it's not quite there visually but it looks interesting you saw you saw miles morales mj um Aunt may the shocker and that the main villain and i saw uh kingpin i don't i forget is his name mr negative i think it is mr negative and some more gameplay mostly just story related it looked pretty cool and they have a couple trailers i didn't like in this thing too and one of them i like the concept of this uh, Detroit become human trailer it's like a domestic a domestic violence trailer I like the idea right you can change the outcome and there's a million outcome I mean they've been doing this since indigo prophecy dude when I played if you're in Europe or whatever it's called Fahrenheit but if you played indigo Pro- prophecy slash Fahrenheit when that first trailer came out where okay let's see what happens in it you're in a diner and you go in there and this is guy who is possessed and you can kill him um if you it's cool because if you kill them you leave blood everywhere they find more clues but you can kill them you can uh, hide them in the stall clean up the blood all sorts of stuff like that and it changed the outcome that blew my mind when i was a kid when i first played that i was like dude that's so cool and i love i actually really really like uh indigo prophecy the storyline gets a little bonkers it's a little matrixy at the end i feel like they're like ooh. i think that's that time period though when that was written you know that style was so in fashion <laughs> but uh, yeah that game's good and heavy rain is actually really good too i think david cage's games are good but they're they're very flawed so the thing about this is i feel i don't know i just feel like the subject matter is a little too harsh it's a little hard it was a little jarring to see the dad was kind of weirdly acted. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the acting in the trailer. I know it's a video game, but the main crux of these games is the acting and the characters. So that's why I'm criticizing that. I don't know. It just feels... Eh, I don't know. You got to go there sometime in these games. So I guess I'm, I'm, I'm going to play it. It looks fun and fascinating to me to see the different outcomes and see how I can affect my own story. Maybe play it a couple times, see if I can do different outcomes. 
it's a it's a great time. That's why people play Telltale games and those type of games because that's what they want to see is how their choices affect the story. So I just didn't like the trailer that much. It was like eh, I don't want to see domestic abuse stuff. I don't really want to play a game about domestic abuse. Eh, I, I don't know. Uh, they had a God of War trailer. Didn't really announce a date or anything. Uh, the trail the gameplay looked kind of not as interesting as the first trailer. It looked just like some com a combat moment. It looked okay. Uh, I wasn't blown away by it. Uh, it said early 2018, so I'm feeling like this is going to be like a February or March game. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be March. Um, I think that most God of Wars release in March. It feels like they do. So I wouldn't be surprised. And that game's going to be good. I know it is. That trailer just didn't wow me. It was kind of just a random snippet of gameplay, and it, it was okay. Uh, we had some footage from the Shadow of the Colossus remake, and they actually have a release date for that. That's in February, sometime in February. There's not a whole lot to say, but it does look pretty cool. It's made from the ground up. Like, of course, they take the skeleton of the PS2 game, but they spruce everything up. Everything is brand new, like brand new lighting, brand new graphics, brand new textures, and it's supposed to have, I heard on the Pro... If you play at 1080p, you can play it at 60 frames per second, which is awesome. I, I Honestly, I want this game just to run at 30 because even the PS3 remaster, remaster I played that uh, a couple of years ago, three or four years ago, uh, that even had some chugging problems. Like, it did not stay 30 frames per second. So if I just have a ga the game, you know, at a solid 30 frames per second when there's these giant colossus on the screen and it's in this really nice, you know, remastered look, it looks a lot better. There's no jaggies at all because if you, even, like I said, even if you play the PS3 remaster, um, the reason I like the remaster on PS3 was the 3D, which that's gone now. But that was the only game I ever played that I used the 3D on that I was like, wow, this is something special, you know, because the it actually made the height difference, the scale, like more exaggerated because you, you know, it would focus more in on your character and you. We're looking into the screen, right? Because it's kind of like a depth 3D. So your character's kind of sticking out at you. And you're like uh, in third person. So he's real close to you. But then you look up the Colossus and it just looks like it, you're going into the screen. It's so far up. It was really, really cool when they did that. Um, I'm getting off track. But this re remake, I'm going to try it out. I'm going to, I'm buying it. Guaranteed. Because Shadow of the Colossus is one of my favorite games ever. It's... One of the coolest com uh, combat puzzle games I've ever played. It has such a good feel to it. it. has such a good atmosphere. The story is pretty cool, too. And it's just really, really fun to be this little guy taking on these giant characters. So I'm, I'm super stoked for that one. And there is one more trailer that I didn't really like either. Uh, I thought it was okay. So we had The Last of Us Part Two. Was there... You know, they put a teaser trailer out. I think it was like two or three minutes long, maybe four. It was kind of long, but it it was really gratuitous. Like it was violent. I, it was so brutal. Um, has there's a scene in there with like a girl getting her arm just smashed with a hammer, shit getting hung, and all this stuff. It's just like uh, it's too much for a trailer. You know, we know. I know the world of The Last of Us is brutal and dark. You know, and foreboding. Um, you don't want to live in the world of The Last of Us, right? But, I don't know. This trailer, it was just a bit much for me. 
Uh, I'm still really excited for the game. And, of course, the first trailer with uh, Ellie playing the guitar and Joel there, you know, that was awesome. Such a little cool teaser, you know. And this game's going to be really good. I really love Last of Us. It's one of my favorite games ever. I just remember it vividly. Some games you play and it's just like, yeah, that's pretty good. I remember parts of it, you know. But I remember key parts from The Last of Us. And the ending was so chilling and so, you know, it was a little jarring too. So chilling. It's I'm not going to spoil it, but it's super good. I I recommend that game. Oh, and if you're in the Cartridge Club, it's going to be the game of the month soon. I think in a few months. So if you want to wait for that to play it, that's cool too. I'm going to replay it. I bought it for PS4 recently. I'm definitely going to pop into that again and play that through before the sequel comes out. But yeah, that trailer just, I don't know, kind of bummed me out. It was just a little bit too too grim. It, it was just a weird snippet to put into a trailer. And I don't know. It didn't make me super hyped to play the game either. So that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's the show for this week, honestly. Um, there is no community stuff uh i'll double check real quick since i'm on my computer here but i did not see any comments on this week's episode sadly or last week's episode let me see double checking right now uncheck twitter too i did get one comment that uh from musty hobbit from musty hobbit we got he just says that ninja god in black spiked in spiked in price because of the backwards compatibility which isn't surprising but it's not exactly the question of the week either but it's all it's all good it's okay i do these community things and not every week i'm gonna have comments so if you're listening to this and you have comments please just hashtag friendly thoughts and i'll check it weekly and uh the community question of the week is what is your favorite announcement from Sony's Paris Game Games Week conference, and what do you think they are going to do for PSX since they had so many announcements? And PSX is a month away, pretty much. It's next month. Do you think they're going to announce any more games, or do you think they're just going to say all the release dates in different trailers? I feel like they might have something. I I'm I have the feeling there's going to be a huge Death Stranding blowout between the Game Awards and PSX because they haven't said nothing about Death Stranding for over a year now. So I'm looking forward to that. Kojima makes great games. So that's my theory is there's going to be a huge blowout. There's going to be a, a gameplay reveal at one of the events and a really cool trailer at another event with possibly a release date. I feel like that game will have a release date of 2018 and we won't see it until 2019 but there's definitely going to be some kind of release date for that um but yeah my favorite announcement is definitely goats of goats ghost of sushima sushima i gotta get used to saying that it's just like horizon zero dawn it took me forever to get used to saying that i used to just say oh that horizon game whatever that is that looks cool with the dinosaurs but ghost of, I want to say goats, goats of Ch- goats of sushi. Yes, I'm super excited for goats of sushi by Sucker Pump. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I've been talking way too long. <laughs> but yeah, ghost of ghost. See, I can't even say it. Ghost of sushi. It's a, like that. The s at the end of ghosts and the s at sushima. Sushima. Ghost of sushima. 
There we go. It's probably irritating to hear me say it like 10 times. That's my most anticipated game or the best announcement I think they had, Paris Games Week. It didn't come out of left field, really. I kind of feel like they were going to announce the Sucker Punch game this year. But that trailer was killer, and I'm just looking forward to something that's different from them because they've been doing this infamous stuff for three games now. I want to see what else they got, you know? And they, like I said before, they do really, really well when it comes to combat. So I'm looking forward to that. I think that's about it for this week. I have been talking for so long. So, so, so long. Please check out my YouTube. It is Frantic. And you can find the link to that on my Twitter, at Frantic Society. It's Frantic, S-O-C-I-E-T-Y. If you don't feel like going there, it's bit.ly slash Frantic Sub. That's the YouTube channel. Uh, eventually we'll get a real URL for that. Uh, the plan for this week is I am going to do something for Extra Life. Uh, I plan to possibly do a 24-hour stream. So be on the lookout. It'll probably be the day after this is posted. So I'm thinking I'm going to do it. It feels like it's going to happen. I'm not going to promise 100%, but I want to do at least a some type of stream for Extra Life. So either... Thursday, Friday, or Saturday this week, I will be on there. Check out my Twitter, and I will keep you guys updated when I start, what I'm doing. And I'll probably just play some Mario, some Breath of the Wild, I'm thinking, some Wii U, some Xbox. I'm going to just jump around platforms, modern stuff. I'm going to go back to PS2, play some Super Super Nintendo Classic, uh, maybe some Mario ROM hacks. I'm going to get all this set up and ready to go, and we're just going to play a lot of games. I'm not going to spend too long on any game, maybe an hour or two at the most, and we're just going to go at it. And I feel like I might get in some rock band or some Guitar Hero in there because I'm really good at Guitar Hero. I love Guitar Hero. Maybe I'll play it on my PC, some Guitar Hero 3 with some modded tracks. Who knows? It's going to be a good time. So keep a lookout on my social media, on my YouTube, on my Twitch, which is Frantic Society, same name as the Twitter. Um, when I stream... I stream on YouTube and Twitch at the same time when using Restream. I know that's a lot of a lot of words there, but either place, you'll see it. Doing some extra life. My goal is to try to get a hundred dollars for charity. If I get more, cool. If I get less, cool. It's gonna be a good time. So let's have some fun, play some games, and I'll see you guys then. And thank you so much for listening or watching. Frantic thoughts. This was the longest episode ever. I think it's pretty damn close, at least. So. I hope you guys enjoyed the longer episode with tons of news. <laughs> I hope it wasn't interest. I hope it was interesting, and I hope it didn't drag on. So, one of these episodes, I will keep it shorter. But hey, this might actually not seem too long to most people, especially to me when I listen to three or four hour long podcasts most weeks. So, yeah, <laughs> maybe this is still short to most people, but to me, for this show, it feels like it's going on a little bit too long. So. I will see you guys next week, the week after, and every week for the foreseeable future. Bye. (laughs) See you later. Thank you for watching. Peace. Butt grease.